0: Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start, if you've enjoyed previous episodes, or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads
1: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? Right.
0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Car Chat Podcast and with us today we have Marino Frankiti. Hello.
1: Hello, how are you doing?
0: Good morning. Very good, very good. Can you tell the audience a little bit about sort of who
1: you are, what you do? Uh, sort of my jack of all trades and master of none. <laughs> uh, originally racing driver, I do a little bit of car development now, well a lot of car development with the Singer Vehicle Designs. I uh, have a new program coming or out now on Quest TV with Drew Pritchard and Andy J, called Three Men, Four Wheels, where we get to look at some incredible cars and argue about them. Yeah. Uh, mm. And yeah, I've just generally, everything to do with cars. <laughs> 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 Old cars, new cars, whatever it is, I love them.
0: I'm trying to think when the first time I came across you. I don't know. You've sort of, been, you've sort of popped up and now, every now and then, obviously you've done yeah. a bunch of racing, and then I've see you, seen you on various channels and videos and stuff more and more recently. Now I know we're a little bit time sensitive, but I wanted to dig back into some of the things from the past, the um, some of the racing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and some of the cars you've got to drive. Now, I was just having a little bit look back and th- for those that haven't come across it across it there's a website called Driver DB and it's it's full of very incredibly useful information when you're trying to look up a racing driver because it generally tells you where they've raced and what they've raced in. And um, looking back, you have raced some of the cars that I just look at and go, these are like epic, epic, epic things. Looking back, for example, um, things like well, the GT1 cars and the GT2 series back in then, like the the Murcielago RGT. Yep. Yeah, what I did. <laughs> what was that like to drive? Because it's an insane looking and sounding thing, but. What was it like as a race car?
1: Underdeveloped when I drove it. Undercooked uh, would, would be how I describe it. It's a real shame. It was an incredible car. It was... it was. I remember the first lap leaving the pits in that, and that's the old days of, you know, a sequential box. So you leave yeah, the yeah. pits, and I'm, and I'm waiting for the lights to come up on the, the uh, for, for the shift, and they're just not coming. The noise is just... The B12 <laughs> is just biblical. I'm like, oh, man, this is broken. And the same happened with the, the MC12 Maserati, but it just eventually start the lights start to come i'm like oh my god and you pull it and the noise just flames everywhere it was just it was an incredible car it just wasn't competitive at that point and i think yeah i remember it breaking basically coming through so long ago it was the old bridge corner at silverstone i broke down on the exit and was just sat there
0: <laughs>
1: uh yeah so it was it was i think i drove it maybe at spa it broke down there and maybe paul ricard i'm not sure i can't yeah, it's one of those ones where I don't quite remember all of yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, it was it looked cool, didn't it? It was, uh, it looked it was cool. a special
0: car. Cuz I do a little bit with the um, endurance racing legends as they're now called, which is people yep. driving these cars again at Spa and whatever. And yeah, some of these cars that I've seen, seen for example, like I've seen them, the MC12, that's another insane thing. Um is that is that much that's better to drive, isn't it? That was quite a good race car. Oh, that wasn't was it?
1: amazing. That was yeah, I did uh spa 24 hours in that car with my cousin joe mccary um and a couple of other guys ben alcott that owned or, or the, that was financing it and uh it was unbelievable I didn't, I didn't get to test the car i turned up 2007 at spa and by that point they'd really cut the uh, cut the performance from the car narrow rear weighing not a lot of power oh, okay it was interesting that it was something that my brother and Alan Mcnish were very excited or, or jealous, and kind of called me rude words that, that I was getting to drive. And it <laughs> was one of those cars that I really wanted to drive, and it didn't disappoint. It was just perfect, the, even with the downforce off it and the lack of power. The gearbox was unbelievable. The engine, the noise—again, those things where you're just like, "There's no way that's revving this hard or this, yeah, this noise." And it was a wet, dry, typical Spa race. Uh, I think we finished. 6th 6th or 7th and you know, we had a, a couple of problems but it was epic that was a, that was just a beautiful car there's
0: so many really cool cars from back then i think i don't know i, I look at that period of time and, and for some reason it sort of really resonates i think because of the sequential gearboxes and you know you've got three pedals in some of them and that sort of stuff um yeah. it's what cuz cuz you've driven gt prototypes f- from sort of 2000 up until
1: well gt cars very recently um, Yeah, and prototypes last prototype was 2018 so yeah America, so, so yeah. how had
0: those cars changed over that time
1: so the management of the car is different now yeah there's certain curbs you can't run because it might wear the floor out and affect the aero or break something on the suspension but it's not like when i began when you had an h pattern in a 996 yeah. gt2 Porsche and you had to manage the gearbox you had to manage the brakes and just the, you had to look after the car hmm. over revs things like that so you had to uh, it's still a it's still a balance between speed and looking after the car but it's not like it used to be where you ha- you could push it right to a point and it would it would break yeah uh, you know now we do 33 hour simulations before 24 hour races and stuff like that. So the cars are definitely more reliable. The intensity its a different, it's a a different intensity because you're just pushing flat out for the entire, Mm. the entire race. You're not managing anything. You're just giving it everything she's got for every lap. And it's just a different discipline now, I think.
0: And things like, yeah, tires and stuff like that. Like presumably, are you driving tires to the same sort of level of, well, back then, they were a lot looser. The cars, weren't they? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, less, less, downforce,
1: less downforce. Tire, I think if you look at any performance over the last, say, 20 years since I started sports cars, it's tires that have made the biggest, the biggest mm. gain. And it depends which tires you're using. Some are better than others, but I know, let's say with Michelin, it was always, mostly that as the fuel load was going down, you would go faster over the stint. Well, you had a peak at the beginning of a new tire and then it would drop. Then it was just the same, if not improving, as you got to the end of the stint and sometimes up to four stints. They were incredible things. I think now also the cars are a lot heavier than when I started. They just keep increasing weight. Part of that's uh, safety. A lot of it is because of reliability. To get reliability, you have to beef things up. And I've got to say, I do like the lighter cars. You feel that mass is such a big thing. Yeah. Well, when they when they chuck, oh yeah, you've got a different BOP, you know, balance of performance. They chuck thirty kilos in the car. You're like, <laughs> oh.
0: When they say you've got to put thirty kilos in, do you get to choose where it goes?
1: There's certain. It used to be you could be quite, you could be quite open with where you put it. These days, generally, for control, they put it in certain little areas. it's more prescribed now you know you have a box and that's where the the weight's got to go
0: mm. and do you do you have oh, another car you've driven is the the panels gtlm mm-hmm.
1: what like i think it's behind me yep
0: one of the first things first times i saw one of those i was just like what is this i don't understand this looks unlike any other racing car i've conventionally come across
1: yeah i think the, the one i raced was the gt car I was going to drive the prototype, but didn't happen. You know, the sort of Batmobile-looking car. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one.
1: It still had some of the similar styling cues. It was hot. I mean, now you have rules that you're not allowed inside the cockpit as a sensor. You're not allowed more than 10 degrees over ambient inside the car. And it's still hot because they generally get the blower to get right onto the, you know, it's really low, and the air all goes to it so that it (laughs) it almost tricks it. Excuse me, yeah. The panels, Lamont 2005, it was 75 Celsius inside the car the whole race. The whole race. Middle of the night, you got in, it didn't matter, 75 Celsius. And I was 70 kilos at the time and I lost 7 kilos during the race. Wow. So, yeah, 10% of my body weight and I was ill. And it was after that year that they started looking into that because I think the, the Aston GT1 car, the, DB, the DB9, had the same problem. Hmm. And it was just hell. I mean, I've never felt so ill. I looked terrible too. I remember seeing myself after it, and I was just yeah. like... It was like a skeleton. Seven
0: kilos. Seven that is kilos. a lot yeah. when you don't weigh, Ill. like, I just, tons.
1: I didn't feel well, though. The the car was so hot, and I just couldn't hydrate in between stints properly. Even, like, the, the drinks bottle, it was an insulated, the drinks tube. But you had to drink two or three times a lap because it was one yeah. point where I didn't, and it... uh I pressed the button the next lap and it burnt my lip. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah cuz so. if the whole car is 70 degrees, <clears throat> I don't want to touch something that's 70 degrees. That's really hot. No. So even like steering I mean, even and like everything.
1: The, everything. Like the resin of the seat. You know, I had yeah, it was just it was mental. It's absolutely mental.
0: Yeah. No Hell. no thanks. How how, <laughs> how how do you sit in a car for that for that period of time at that time well,
1: it, it was lucky. It had a we had a, a NASCAR invention at that point it was like a, a cooler box so mm. we had a, a cool suit but you couldn't really use that during the race because it would just get melt and then get hot and cook you okay. <laughs> you know they had basically cold water, ice yeah. water being pumped through your vest but that wouldn't last so we had on your helmet you have a, a an air tube that goes on and it just takes the, the ambient temperature and drops it down so that's what we had. But it was so hot that the rubber was so soft that it would come off two or three times a lap. And I remember every lap, it would pop <laughs> off. And then you come onto the sand, and you're like sort of using my knee to brace the, brace the steering wheel, pulling gears, and between gears, holding my helmet and trying to get it back on wow. every lap. Wow. <laughs> and I actually got to the point where I was so hot and just unhappy I managed to do the pitch straight using my, the little you know how it curved around. Yeah. I managed to use my knee to steer around there. <laughs> One, you know, to yeah. Not good.
0: Sounds, sounds, sounds really safe. Oh, <laughs> with the, with the temperature thing, was it, because I, I guess professional drivers like yourself, you're quite good at dealing with these sorts of things. So you're like, okay, I'm going to steer with my knee whilst the thing's falling off or whatever. But then, presumably also we had AM drivers at the same time who mm-hmm. are not good at dealing with these things and i guess it makes it dangerous for everyone yeah. but if you're not if you're racing in the wet and it's 70 degrees and you're not super fit and super used to that that must cause
1: a, yeah, yeah i think it, it's definitely of a challenge i think it's a challenge for those guys that the I remember the first in 2002, the first thing I drove that was really, really hot was a Dodge Viper.
0: It was a straight
1: race in Washington, and the team were not the best. Car was a bit ropey, and they hadn't put the heat shields back in. So it's obviously front Uh engine, rear wheel drive, exhaust down the side. And summer in Washington, D.C., is just ridiculous.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know what the temperature was in there, but I was, after half an hour, I was hallucinating, and also my foot was getting burnt. And then by 40 minutes, I had to pick because I was just i was running down the wall on the straight and not even realizing because I was just so out of it. So, so I came oh, yeah. in, they pulled me out, and there was a, a gentleman driver that owned the team in the car. He was not in good shape. So they put me in the medical tent, and this is when you could still have IV. So I had like two bags of IV. Mm. I already The top of my toe was burning already from the pedals. Oh, God. So then I stole a pair of Johnny Herbert's boots, which had these plates inside to try and insulate God. it a bit. Oh, nice. Then... 20 minutes later, he was out. He was just destroyed. So then they came in. The car had to sit there for like a lap while they pulled it. I remember pulling the IV out. And like at the end of the race, my suit being wet with blood where it had just been uh. leaking out. So I got back in and, and we finished the race. But I mean, I was I was using my left foot to do the throttle eventually. <laughs> and I had, I had third degree burns on the top of my toe and I lost the top of my toe. So then it got infected because I was in racing and sticking it in a hot, sweaty boot. And I had to wear sandals for the summer just to let it get air and heal it was just shocking and then the nerve endings hurt and that was terrible
0: what's it like now that sounds uh
1: it's better now it took like four or five years before just even the smallest touch would make it hurt but the it was interesting the skin's eventually grown back a bit but it's still Mm. sort of one of you look at my toes one of them's missing yeah
0: (laughs) that sounds that sounds savage yeah
1: i I was young and stupid
0: (laughs) now would you just be like no too hot thank you very much
1: uh no, nah, I'm probably still old and stupid.
0: Now. <laughs> is that so? In in the cars now, like a, a GT car, do they just have aircon?
1: You have aircon. You have good cool suits. You have blowers for the helmet, and as I say, the 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 drink systems as well. as a company called Progressive that make this really cool drink system that's all insulated, it stays oh, okay. nice and cold. Nice. There's just everything's just got better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what? Do you have a favorite car you've raced or can i categorize it a little bit let's say sort of like endurance gt yeah. and then we can say old like older historic stuff okay so category.
1: endurance gt it's hard to choose between the 2007 acura prototype mm. because that was when we had at the time we had more downforce in f1 cars they were mental and the 2008 rs spider was the same mm. same same era i loved racing those cars they were very special open cars. I like yeah. those a lot. And then, while I didn't race it, the LMP1 Peugeot with the diesel engine that was that was insane. Just the torque of the engine uh, and the, the big wide wheels and that, yeah. was a, that was a special thing to to get to to drive or to test. But when it gets to the old cars, and I think probably the best overall is the two hundred and fifty F Maserati, the the fifties Grand Prix car. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I never wanted to drive. I, I was like, you, I was offered driving, and I'm like, I'm kind of nervous. There's no seat belts, and I knew I'd like it. That's a problem, but I didn't know how much I'd like it. And I, eventually, it was like, could you just run it at Silverstone? So I went and did a few laps. And yeah. instantly, you forget that you're you've got no seat belts. <laughs> and it was just the balance of the car and the the way that you connect with it and communicate with it, even with it. The drum brakes, of course, are. You have to look after them and be careful. But the balance of the car and the way you drive it, it is the most satisfying driving experience I think I've ever had, just for wow. connection and just a car doing everything you want. Uh, so then I raced that at Silverstone because the guys were like, yeah, we've got you an entry anyway because we knew you'd like it. And then <laughs> even after that, I then did, I raced it at Goodwood in the... Uh, I raced it at the Revival, and it was just so rewarding. I mean... Even though it's open, the heat in that car is ridiculous. Really?
0: Yeah, no just wonder they were short sleeves and big blokes. <laughs> I mean,
1: you you can the brakes won't take being hammered all the time. But even in a short race at Goodwood, you use your knees to hold you in. Okay, you, know, you yeah. brace yourself, and the physical effort that it takes to drive that. No wonder Fangio was in the big bloke. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know Sterling was obviously wiry, straight armed. He was just his endurance was incredible. But I think it's. <laughs> In my mind, I wear a I have like this oversized suit I got given once, which I then in the 250F I wear an Alpine Stars motocross vest underneath with body armor. Yeah, and that's like <laughs> that makes me safe, you know. But I just <laughs> I I just can't wait to drive it again. It's a car that I I long to get back out in. I think hopefully we'll we'll get it out later in the year.
0: And then what? Yeah, that so that I look at those sorts of cars, and that someone you know probably someone like yourself is driving it. They've got. The front wheel is like slightly lifting off the grounds. It's going around the corner in a bit of a four-wheel drift, and yeah, you just go. Well, what happens when it falls apart?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the good thing is the level of preparation now. They're better than they ever were, but you still, there's still old cars, and you still have stuff go wrong. But that's it's part of racing, isn't it? But the, yeah, that reminds me, the Cobra. You know, the first time you drive a, a Cobra at Goodwood it's always on it was silenced the first time i drove it mm. and yeah the top speed is very similar but the mid-range torque is like half of what it is when you unsilence it so then you mm. arrive at the race weekend you chuck it out on the silence and i mean i was on the grass the first lap on the straight <laughs> because the mid-range torque i was like Christ. <laughs> and the thing the front wheel like you say is up in the air and it just it feels and looks epic it's yeah. just incredible
0: wow yeah, yeah yeah it's amazing amazing things right oh yeah okay before we sort of move on to a slightly different topic you've raced in super gt which yeah is like can you just explain super gt for people that have not come across it
1: so super gt they're a bit different now but when i drove it it was normally aspirated v8 it w- looked like one of those was it alexis lc430 is that it that really Possibly. electric roof dodgy looking thing that they did it was one of those but it was carbon chassis uh as i say uh normally aspirated v8 tire war so like qualifying tires that last half a lap yeah it's the one time i've ever got out of a car with the engine the toyota guys were were interested for my feedback on their engine after the first time i drove it i remember driving the pit lane you kind of i got behind somebody and they slowed down so i slowed down and then i accelerated back up to pit speed and the thing's like wow i'm like
2: wow (laughs)
1: And it was the first time I came out, and they're all gathered around seven or eight. Toyota engineers, like, please, please, you know, we'd really like your feedback. I was like, it's perfect, guys. Take the day off. It literally <laughs> was perfection. But it had, at the time, they would do the same lap times as the petrol LMP1 cars hmm. around Fuji, which is where I drove it. Unfortunately, I didn't get to test it, so it was literally straight in the, the deep end. But The performance of the car and how it felt and the, the engine the brakes, everything. It was unbelievable. I wish I could have spent more time in it.
0: Yeah, because they are, in, in comparison to sort of other series, they're sort of like LMP2 or?
1: No, thats way beyond speed? that. Yeah, LMP no, they're, they're LMP1. <laughs> so yeah, mad. They're, yeah, they're, at the time, I'm saying maybe not now, but the time they were doing the same times as the Rebellion Lolas around Fuji. So,
0: Wow. And they just look. They from the exterior, they just look like bad boy kind of road car GT things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely yeah. mad.
1: Yeah, just dripping with technology. Even down to they had this for the pit stops. They had the they pull a lever on the steering wheel, and the steering wheel would go flat. Mm. But <laughs> there was absolutely there was yeah. So then you could get in and out easily. Your legs okay, could yeah. get out. But when it went in, there was no play. There was not. It was just yeah. the engineering on it was unbelievable.
0: No, oh, it's it's an incredibly cool series. So one of the things you mentioned and and I've known from a bit is um is you've you've done some development work on some road cars now. Specifically well, I don't know whether you've done any others. Have you done any others other than Singer or was that the first No,
1: Singer. I mean I I did with when we did the four G D programme, we did yeah. some testing closer to the end of the programme with the road car. Uh sort of durability testing with it and just some feedback for the guys, but I wouldn't say I was in that involved with that whereas with the singer DLS, yeah, i've been involved in that since since the first meeting so
0: what's what's that like to be have been working with from you know the beginning to now it's it's an unbelievable uh, thing
1: it's unbelievable intense uh stressful but overall <laughs> massive fun obviously covid through massive spanners in the work for us but the engine itself especially the the air cold Flat six, four valve head, which no one so far or in in history they could do the four valve head with turbos, but they weren't able to do it with normally aspirated mm. successfully. And we've managed to do that. It's got just over nine thousand RPM red line, and there's just no inertia. It's just the way that it pulls the torque, the power, the way that it revs from low down all the way up to nine is just just blows people away. Uh, it's sounds great, feels great. I mean, it's still. Underneath, it's a 964 which we've tuned. Yeah. So yeah, we've done the double wishbone front suspension, developed everything that we could develop. You we tried to look at it as if Porsche had the technology we have now, what would they have done with Mm. the air cold 911? And that's how we we tried to approach it. And there's just obviously it's a it's a jewel. It is an incredible thing to look at. But the great thing about Porsches is they work in all ways. And this is obviously more intense intense version and say you know the, the, the car above me the classic singer yeah. it's it's more track focused but it still has to work it still has to get there it still has to be comfortable working uh traffic and everything else it's just a joy to, to be involved in that and to see it all come together but you know the the, the perfectionist in me just you're always <laughs> you're always just trying to to find that next little bit and that's that's part of what i love about uh working with singer
0: and what's that sort of process like as a, a driver? You know, develop. How does developing a car work? You know, what are you sort of inputting? You on complain a lot.
1: You, you <laughs> complain a lot. A lot of reports. A lot of writing. Um, a lot of getting your thoughts down and trying to put them in a in a way that people can understand and translate. Mm. So I like this of the the steering. I like the steering. Doing this. I don't like this weight. The brake. Don't like this about the brake. The clutch is too heavy, it's too light. The throttle's too light and it's bouncing about, it's too heavy. All the elements, just everything, down to even the illumination on dials, the the way a, a gear knob feels, mm. the seat and the seat padding and making sure it's not just good for me, but for different shaped people. Every single element, window wiper, everything, every single little detail that we've changed, you have to, you have to, Make sure it works well and that it's fit for purpose, but that it it works well, but it's also got to make you feel good too. With this car, you know people will say, "Oh, what's the 060 What's the lap time? What's the top yeah, speed?" Yeah. We have no cl- we have no clue, no clue. It feels bloody fast, but it's how it makes you feel and it's how it performs. It's still underneath a trailing arm, nine six four. Yeah, so it's a short wheelbase. You know, we've increased the. The width a little bit, but it's still an early nineties nine eleven underneath. So there's certain idiosyncrasies we wanted to keep, and there's certain limitations with that. But it's just w- hopefully making the most extreme version of an air cooled nine eleven that, that 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 there's been. So
0: it looks suitably badass. I've I've I've, I've driven a a, a a normal singer <laughs> as, as as now we have to call them because now we have yep, the, the classic. Yep. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I very good, much enjoyed it? that. It's it's a good thing. I love it. Um, I
1: love it. That's why and, I would have if I could have one car, it would be that.
0: Yeah, it takes it takes so many boxes. And prior to driving that, I'd only driven um some of the early, like kind of earlier resto mods based on earlier cars, and mm-hmm. they feel, I would say, like G series and before and whatever. They feel like old to me, like kind of mm-hmm. like classic cars, whereas a 964, if you get a normal 964, feels quite old. Yeah. But as soon as you drive one that's been done properly, it feels a lot closer to me to say, I've, I've got a 997 GT3 RS. Um, yeah. It feels. It's almost sure. comes a lot closer to that with some old yeah. bits in it than like a classic car, but then it still looks amazing. Everything feels nice and, and all that sort of stuff.
1: See, I, uh, I, that's what I like about it. I mean, I love driving old 911s, mm. and they have their place for me and, and what I like to experience. What Singer do is they give me all of the feelings from those, all of the feelings yeah. that I love from a 911, all of the styling cues, uh, the experience that I like from old 911s. I get that with Singer mostly, but I also get, as you say, the feeling, the 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 the, the nice. Tightness, the engineering yeah. of a newer car, of a yeah, say a nine nine three, nine nine seven, whatever, and it just takes every box for me. It gives all of the all of the great bits of an old car without any of the negatives. Yeah, and that's what that's what excites me about it.
0: Yeah, you're not worrying about if it's cold or if it's super hot. Everything's running differently, no. and you might not start and all that sort
1: of thing. I mean, I had one. I, I was doing some stuff with DLS and I just wanted to cleanse my palate before I got in it just to remember where the, where it sat compared to the classic. So I had the class, I had the singer uh, now on the Monaco commission, which is Ed Lovett's old car. Mm -hmm. So I had it for the weekend. It's the first time in a long time that I've just gone driving for no reason. Just any excuse. My son and I, he's eight all weekend out in the car. I think I did 15, 1600 kilometers in in four days just driving around and just enjoying it. And that's for me, that says everything needed to about the car.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like, like you say, like lots of racing drivers don't seem to do be too interested in road cars. There's lots that are, no. but there's also lots that aren't and go, you know, I've had X experience driving whatever on track. Yeah. I'm never going to come close to that. You, you, you're, you're very much, you love your road cars as well, don't you?
1: Oh, hugely. I mean I don't I generally don't drive my own road cars on track. Yeah, I just don't. Mm. It's not it's not why I, I I get when people do that, but I'm lucky that I get to drive other things on the track. Yeah. And I have always I think growing up in Scotland with the roads we had and some of the experiences I've i I've got to have with friends in cars, whether in Scotland, not so much down here, I don't think. There's some good roads but they're just not as good unfortunately. As no. in for, you know, a nice Nice road, maybe Wales is, is obviously quite good. But uh, I just love driving. I love, uh, I had DLS over the weekend there and just assessing a couple of little last bits on it that we, that we wanted to, to change. And Sunday night I was just out on my own in DLS just driving around and it was, it was just epic. Was just, <laughs> you know, not, not going fast really, but just enjoying the car and enjoying yeah. the peace and the quiet and i enjoy sharing them with my family i enjoy sharing them with my friends and the experiences that, that we've got to have whether they're you know, whether that's in a really old 50s or earlier car or in some hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of
0: what big wireless does they charge you a lot
1: I find joy in all of it and I just, I'm obsessed with cars, you know, I mean, if you look around my office here, there's just models, helmets, suits, yeah. pictures, it's, yeah, my entire life revolves around them.
0: It must be, it must be, it, I'm sure it will be a sad moment when the DLS is finally signed off, you're
1: like, oh no, there's there's a little bit more I need to do. <laughs> it is signed off, I mean, there is, you know, it's, yeah, the the the, the cars are in build and, yeah, I will still continue to try and <laughs> evolve some of it, just because I can't help myself. But the good thing is, all the customer cars I will drive them before they get them to make nice. sure that they that they pass. You know, they, they feel right to me. And I have a couple of mates that have bought them, and, and one of them, he said, right, two things. I'm going to get one. He said, but there's two things. He's like, first of all, you've got to uh, when I get it, you got to help me make sure I've got it set up how I want it. I was like, fine. And he said, you've also got to sort of keep. Coming back and driving it for me, I was like, "That will not be a problem."
0: (laughs) No, no, very, very cool. What are your sort of favorite? Let's say top three. Actually, no, we'll come to this later. We'll come to this later,
1: okay?
0: uh, Because I've got the five questions, and they'll uh, okay. I think they'll cover some of these these items, and we can talk about them. So you are going on? Is it on TV? Is it a TV project? Yes,
1: it is TV. So yeah, we got. Four, three men four wheels it was on discovery plus on their streaming service from december until now and now it's on quest so 10 shows myself drew pritchard and andy j as i said earlier arguing about cars and race cars <laughs> and what we like and me getting to drive them which was pretty cool
0: yeah i i had a little little look at sort of the series and and i i got given like a list of like you know these are all the episodes and what's up. And i just did a little rundown and was like oh yeah, I'm going to watch some of these. These are some pretty wicked cars that you've somehow managed to convince someone to make a TV show of so you can go and drive them all. <laughs> pretty
1: much. Yeah, it was basically, so the three, the three of us came up with the the concept that was just so we could go and hang out and look at some cars that we love. And it worked out really well. I think even if you don't like cars, the, the three of us together is uh, yeah, it's pretty entertaining, I think, it's especially when we make fun of Drew or he's trying to get out of an 40 it's, <laughs> Or any car,
0: actually. You just can't get out of cars. I, was, uh, I, can't, I, I had a little bit of look, a look at the Aston Martin Ulster episode um, this oh. morning. And you've got a good dynamic. And I feel like Drew takes a lot of flack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Constantly.
1: You've taking it this morning just on our group chat.
0: Poor boy. <laughs> so, yeah. Like loads of cool stuff. Uh, obviously, Aston Martin Ulster 911 ST. That's quite a cool car that doesn't necessarily get much limelight
1: no so the the st i would have and this is going to be controversial been hanging out with drew too much the st for me is better than the 2 seven rs because the st was the first proper motorsport car and everything that came after that like homologation specials mm. the st was really the uh, the father of those yeah and it's just epic i mean why I drove it's it's got an upgrade on it which is it's got the 917 brakes on it so they felt okay. nice. But the engine, the engine with those slide throttles and just the 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 six trumpets on the rear the stacks, just the noise is epic. It was just, I did not want to stop driving that. That was one I, that was, there's was a couple, but that was one I especially just wanted to drive out and keep going.
0: What are they? Um, Perfect. What's that car like in terms of, because as those sort of cars get wider and more RSRE and time goes on, it looks like, they just get kind of more and more sticky, rather than kind of delicate and loose. What's the ST
1: like? Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. There's a an evolution of, of grip, let's say. Yeah, mm. the ST is obviously light on the front, unless you've got a full tank of fuel, because it's a early 911 and huge power at the rear. But the tires are pretty pretty well balanced. And what's nice with it is, if you have the confidence, it has the power and the torque to get some nice slides on not yeah. like, you know big drifts i'm sure you can but it feels like it would bite you but the balance and the way that it all works together it was incredibly in, uh, and i say this a lot about cars but it's really intuitive just like yep yeah, i like this this feels good it's telling me what's happening and it didn't feel evil you know some some old 911s can really intimidate you mm. but it didn't it just it was just a joy. I just, I just wanted to keep driving it. Like, yeah, do you want to, you want to get another shot of it? I'll just do a couple more.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a fine balance with sort of old 911s of 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 how all of that works. I have a, a backdated SC um, mm-hmm. that's what kind they? of looked looks very much like an ST actually. Um, yeah. But I think it's a bit, it's a bit grippy for me. I think mm-hmm. for just because you either go. If, you, if low speed, whatever, it'll slide and stuff like that. But as you go faster and faster, it, it does very much feel like grip, 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 snap.
2: Yeah, it depends like what tires you're
1: running as well. Yeah. You know, the tires are very are a very important thing with that. You don't want to over tire it, but you don't want under tire it either. I mean, my brother's got a an, an, a hot rod on a 72 and it's got like a 993 RS spec motor in it. And it weighs <laughs> about the same as an empty Coke can. So it is rapid. Um, and it's been at Tuttle. It's got a lot of original RS bits on it. And Tuttle's have just put their brakes on it, which feel really nice. Mm. It, it, but I remember early on, he's like, "It needs." I think it needs a bit more tire. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then he left me it. And uh, as I was nearly heading backwards through a hedge, I was like, definitely needs more tire. <laughs> My legs are shaking. But it's getting the tire that's not too grippy. Yeah. It's got to have a progression about it. So that's that's something worth experimenting with.
0: Yeah, I think that's something I need to play with a bit. I've I, it's a similar sort of thing actually on um uh, on my GT3 RS. Like it's on Cup 2s. And mm-hmm. I I haven't done it yet, but it, <clears throat> when I've destroyed these tires, I'm definitely going to go down the rankings in terms of grip because I mean it's an amazing road car as it is, but less grip track think, it? would just be more fun. I, every now and then not really i'm a bit like so, you i've been ruined by race cars
1: yeah it kills you doesn't it the, so for me and i am again this is something i say all the time uh fact i was in my my friend's 599 gto the other day and he's put mm. the pilot sport 4s on the car yes and when i first got them on i've got a 997 gts yeah uh, carrera 4 ideally I that so it's an old man spec pdk it's yeah brilliant and when i put the ps4s on that it was i I couldn't believe the performance figures when i saw them the reviews and i got it and i just run it all year round even in the winter i don't change the tires yeah of course it's not great in snow but otherwise even when the (laughs) temperature is really low they don't shudder the, the grip is unbelievable and the performance is great it will even take some light track work but i think i've yet to find a car that you're using on the road that isn't improved by putting those tires on and yeah. uh, my friend because i keep going on at him, he's just getting them on his f50 and he's also put them on his his 991 gt3 yeah yeah um, I would and it's generally. just it's it's not that you have less grip but i think just in if the temperature is low if it's wet you just have more consistent grip you know the cup yeah. two is just incredible it works pretty well on the road I mean, I've got them on my a 718 Spider, but the moment they're burned off, I will mm. put a set of ps S's on it.
0: Yeah, so I, I would think that's highly a- recommend
1: those.
0: Absolutely, the plan. I um, I recently got an 812, and it was it was on PS4s, and mm-hmm. I was chatting to someone. And they were like, "Oh no, you should definitely put it on Cup 2s." So I was like, "Absolutely not." And the absolutely the, not. I've done like. I don't know, 1,500 miles in like a month or something in that car. And I would say 80% of it seems to have been in the rain. And yep. every single time you drive any anything in the rain that you would have had Cup 2s on and you've got ps Ss on, you're like, I'm just so, so glad. Because I know how the Cup 2s react when it's cold and wet and it's yeah. not great. Whereas the other time, it's just it's just incredible.
1: They are. They are unbelievable. And I think, yeah, as I say, if you're not on track, I see no reason to, to not have them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like road cars are for using on the road. And if you can't use them when it's wet,
1: or at least get yeah. home. Well, <laughs> just give you confidence. I think it depends on your experience. I think that the, you know, the Cup 2s, they do the job and they, especially, I think as the age, if they get older, rubber's not really rubber anymore. You know, they're synthetic. So they, mm. after two years, two years is the maximum I will do in a set of tyres. doesn't matter if they're, Really? if they're almost brand new yeah because they just start to harden up and take longer to mm. to heat up and grip so that's another top tip from me on spending money but it, it <laughs> just it gives you confidence and it gives you feel so i think it's an important thing
0: yeah i know what you mean actually I've, i'm now thinking back to yeah, you know, on the gt3 i've run cup twos forever and definitely when they're newer they do warm up faster for sure yeah, which helps in the wet. Yeah, um, sure. So, what else have you driven in this series? Have oh, you done XJ220 wow, classic? Yeah,
1: XJ220. It was it. It's an exact sort of. It's one of the factory chassis, and it's got the engine that won Le Mans on it, okay. and then they took the trophy off it. But it's it's um, it's really cool, really nice. I, I was. It, I'd love to drive it somewhere more open than Anglesey where we were, mm. but it was still. Very impressive. Really nice thing to drive. Yeah, we had that. We had F40, Colin McRae's 96 Catalunya winning Subaru, which was so special. So cool. Yeah, Aston, Mar- Aston Martin Ulster. <clears throat> Bugatti T35B. What's that like to drive?
0: They look mad.
1: Way too fast for something that was built <laughs> yeah. in 1927. Um, first of all, that outside shift and getting the gears right was, with the cars, and they're like do you want to do a couple laps and we'll start filming i'm like no i want you to film me from the moment i get in the car because <laughs> i want people to see warts and all and i want them to see yeah. me learning to drive these cars and to get the feel for them because i hate when you just know that someone's been out and, oh, yeah, this is oh, this is easier than i thought yeah and it's yeah, not yeah. it's bloody hard you know, you've got double the clutch you've got a reverse um pattern a lot of them and it's Reverse pattern. Gears. What's that? Yeah, so so so. In the in the Aston, for example, the Aston first is back and right, right. So then cool. first, okay. second, third, fourth, and it's got center throttle. And so there's all these different cars with different layouts, <laughs> and your your brain just gets melted. But I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And the, the, the the Bugatti though, the speed was it, it runs on methanol. And the speed of the thing, it'll do over a well over hundred miles an hour. You know, the hundred and twenty miles an hour.
0: And it weighs yeah. nothing.
1: And it it's... weighs nothing. And I mean, you know, you got you've got to pump the you got to keep the oil pressure going. You got Drew in the passenger seat pumping away. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you've got to sort of open the tap, get the pressure up, <laughs> close it again. It was Brilliant. Yeah, no, it was. It. I mean, it's got the brakes are run on wires. You know, it's drum brakes with wires. And to, to see where you are temperature-wise, the, the on top of the radiator at the front, there's a basically a thermometer that faces you, and it's angled, and you can just see the red, and you can see if it's hot, if it's cold. Amazing.
0: <laughs> they're amazing, amazing things. Uh, a friend of mine has has one of those um, Argentinian replicas. I can't remember what they're... Argentinian yeah. replica is not a good way of describing what they are, but... They're
1: beautiful, yeah. Um, amazing, and it, he... They're oh, a work of art, aren't they? It? It. It's just, just a work of art. Every you, Just every single detail of it. And the use of materials, brass and aluminium and just, you know, the turned finish of the, the engine and the way the engine is and how clean it is. It's just beautiful.
0: Yeah. And so small. And it's so a small, small little
1: car. <laughs> certainly is when you've got a sort of slightly portly Welshman sitting next to you. <laughs> like, with his arm around you. Feel a bit nervous.
0: <laughs> so, what what was your favourite of all the cars? I,
1: it's hard to say because I really enjoyed the <clears throat> the ST, and I enjoyed I enjoyed all of them. That's a lie. I wasn't a big fan of the hot rod. That's true. Just terrified me. But the McRae car was. Uh, he was a really good friend of my brother's. He was a friend of mine, and that was an emotional journey. I couldn't believe he let me drive it. Yeah. And the actual, the opportunity to drive that, and. To experience that was it was just it was thrilling, but it was emotional. I mean, it was really emotional. Yeah, thing. I just that was another car that more than any other, actually, even more than the ST. Well, I don't think it'd be great for going to shops. I really wish I had one. My friend Jamie's got an old McRae car. Yeah, and I think they are amazing, and I think that would be something really good to have because you can't drive it on the road. It's not that comfortable, and you got where your cans most of the time. Yeah but it was just an epic thing to drive it. Just that noise, that the boxer engine and, the, and just the look of it all clean with the small wing before they went to the yeah the more aggressive look. Yeah, it's very special to drive that. And it being ProDrive's car, it was just perfection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I, a lot of people look at a car like that and just, it just brings back so many memories and you look at it and go, oh yeah, it's just cool isn't it? Yeah. Um, and very special. It's that first
1: time it fires up. Oh, the noise. The noise. And yeah, amazing. H pattern box.
0: Did you take it off road? Or do you? I really did not. I
1: took. We took Paddy Hopkirk, Hopkirk's mini off road, but um, his Monty, a replica of his Monty winning mini, but the McRae car, it was uh, the Catalina winner. It was in tarmac spec. So sort of those big, beautiful gold speed line wheels. And unfortunately, it was damp most of the time, but it dried up for that. And we had these brand new Inters on. It just had a little bit too much grip. Mm. And at first, a little bit too much understeer. And I came in and I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, the hydraulic handbrake's good, but I'm like, I just can't quite, you know, it's a bit too understeering. Paul, at ProDrive, reaches in and he just turns the active diff. He's like, try that. And I then went out <laughs> and came out the corner and you've just got this perfect four wheel drift on. You're like, amazing. amazing.
0: Yeah. I I have this vision of the, and it just wasn't didn't seem to be like that you know the the gr yaris yeah of being able to and originally they were like you're going to have a dial and then it's some buttons to to turn the turn the diff um that idea of yeah being able to just truly mess with it and it more more to the back
1: it was literally like a volume control and it was just like (laughs) no problem where do you want it
0: yeah amazing 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 thing well, so that, so that's coming soon to, or no, it's available to watch on Quest now. It is, yep. Um, so, as we
1: say in Scotland, council telly, so it's free. So <laughs> yeah, you get on your free yeah. view, you can watch all your, uh, you can watch it all there, and yeah, it's been really cool for it to get out there, especially for my tight Scottish friends that wouldn't pay for it on uh, Discovery <laughs> Plus, so they're all very happy.
0: That's great. I, I'm definitely going to check out some more of the episodes. Um, uh, right, well, before wraps up i normally ask everyone five questions so mm-hmm. let's see if we can bash these out in 10 minutes do you have a most memorable driving trip
1: or journey so many things come to mind literally it's like you know in the processor on your computer and you get a little spinning wheel that's what's going on in my <laughs> head right now with all these memories coming back to me yeah yeah i remember those there was a good one a long time ago my brother was recovering from a back injury so he, still, he just got out of his back brace. We decided at like 1.30 in the morning after watching Celtic in a European a, a Champions League game that it would be a good idea to drive from Scotland to Monaco to see Alan McNish and then from there up through Austria to watch our little cousin Paul race in <coughs> DTM at the time. So that's mm. what we did. My brother, remember, he had this dodgy IKEA cushion which he had behind his back in the 3.55 and it had it had uh, the 2B exhaust on it. <clears throat> and the cruising speed droned. This is a, a lesson for you. Make sure you get a good exhaust that doesn't drone. And the 2B exhaust droned so badly. By the time we reached Cali, we had toilet paper in our ears. Oh. have ear <laughs> And by the time we reached Mars, um, I think it was Lyon, wherever it was, getting towards the south of France, we were like, okay, we're either trucking it home or we're sending it home. Oh, yeah, also... <laughs> he'd had this 355 from New and had done no miles and we loaded the front up with stuff and the dampers at this point decided they'd had enough. So then the front dampers almost collapsed. So the front was really low and it was really twitchy even like on the motorway. So it's noisy, it's stressful. (laughs) We're like, we just want to kill this thing. And then we got to the tunnels between Nice and Monaco and the noise was so good, always forgiven. <laughs> so we drove up from there, up through Austria. I remember we got to the Stelvio Pass, and we drove up the Stelvio Pass, and it snowed at the top. So the guy with skis, yeah, enough rolling nice. through in the three five five, trying not to die. And then yeah, back up there, up to hockenheim did the weekend there. Back to London, I dropped Dario off at the airport, and then I drove what was left of the car back to Scotland, and then it had to have a full rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a good one. Way. And I mean, like up in Scotland a couple of years ago with a bunch of friends, I had. Uh, Knowing the roads, I had the little uh, Alpine, mm-hmm. the A110, which was perfect, and it was everything from P1s, 600 LT, Mura, two seven five, Ferrari, and uh, oh, Tuttle total rally car, and we just had the best time. Just such different cars, but just getting to show my, f- seeing your country through your friends' eyes was yeah was special. And then there's Evo trips up in Scotland and. Yeah, there's just tons of them there's just so many even uh, 997 gt3 rs my friend uh jas dylan in in nashville had a brand this is when they were new and i was going to do a michelin press event so i drove from nashville uh to uh, north carolina and i i was just taking my rental car and he's like oh no no you need to take my my 997 needs some miles you need to take it and i did like 850 miles in a day and I'm like I'm not going to put 850 miles in your car he's like you need to and he said secondly if you get home and the and the car smells of new you know that new car smell the first time I thrash it you're in trouble he's like you gotta run it in for me <laughs> and on the way back the freeway was closed and I ended up seeing this road and I thought okay I'll go off and it was a moonlit night and this road was ridiculous and it turned out it was some, one called the tale of the dragon
0: I've heard of this yeah
1: and there was nothing else on the road not one amazing. car amazing and I absolutely came to it. So there's just there's so many different different ones, but mostly while that was on my own, mostly it's with other people and friends. Yeah,
0: yeah, a mate or a couple of mates. Yeah, some good roads and then a car.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or a couple of cars, and they don't have to be sort of the same speed or anything else. It's just about enjoying them and mm. being together and having fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right, tricky one. Five car garage, unlimited value. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to have Classic Singer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have DLS, so that's kind of ticked off my Porsche boxes. Uh, I'm going to have a 91730 Can-Am car. A race car? Yeah. I am going to have McLaren F1. Yeah, I'm normal road car? I've got to have some kind of normal... Uh, GTR. I've got to have some kind of normal car. promise I'm not going to be able to choose the 250 GTO, and I really like that too. <laughs> There's so many... Uh, normal road car come on I really like a Golf R the Mark 7 Golf R
0: Funny yeah. enough takes a lot of boxes
1: yeah. yeah I think a Mark 7 Golf R if I had the rest of those
0: nice yeah wow, some, some good stuff in there have you, have you so have you driven
1: the Canon car I have up the hill of Goodwood what is that like you know in Star Wars when they go to light speed <laughs> <laughs> it's like that I remember him getting out I'm like how was it and he's like oh it's great you know I just let sort of You know, got half throttle and just let the boost build, and oh, it's amazing. I'm running twelve hundred horse. I'm like, saw that. I said, if this thing, if I'm driving this, I've got to get full throttle once, and I got it like twice on the hill. It's got this big lock diff, and when it hooks up and goes, it wasn't intimidating, but just like a little step out, and it went, and it was just like, (gasps) and just, I was like, oh, I want to do that again. (laughs) that that would be something I would have if I could. I'd love to drive one properly on
0: track. Uh, and sound, yeah. What, what a thing, but then yeah. just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Right. If you're going to drive one car for the rest of your life and you're allowed something that costs £500 on the side, Singer, Classic, Tick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that
1: costs 500 costs... You don't
0: have to choose that if you don't.
1: Probably like a little. Uh... Volkswagen, like try and find like a really cheap up or something. Mm. If You find like a really old knackered one. But my wife, her RS6 was in game service recently and they gave her an up and it was brilliant. What a great little car.
0: They hear good things. I've not driven. My eight year
1: old loved it. I hadn't either. It was just like, this is fun. Not bad, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. 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 There's a lot to be said for sort of cheap and nippy. Yeah, absolutely. Most undervalued car at the moment.
1: It's going to sound weird because it's still a very expensive car but i think the carrera gt is mm. looking at what some other cars are being valued that the carrera gt is still not where it should be
0: what a thing isn't it just yeah. unbelievable
1: and again fresh tires is is what they need i think porsche the michelin did an evolution of the tire sort of around 2014 mm. and it just it just gave such a a, a a wider performance window and more feel and confidence. It's it's epic. My uh, my brother had his one out a couple of weeks ago, and it is just the noise, the everything about it is is a very special. I think,
0: yeah, a car I've not yet driven, but it's right at the top of that list of cars. I was You'll love it. Try.
1: You'll love it. It's just it's fabulous.
0: Right, final question: most interesting car to you at the moment? What are you googling? What are you looking up?
1: Uh, new tourings and old Turings. Nine Eleven. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen well, what do you think of the new one? I love it. I'd happily have either. Uh, I, for me, still the Nine Eleven R. It's expensive, but I do love it. I think mm. it's such a special thing to drive, and it's the closest thing again to that sort of old and new feeling of of performance. I really yeah. love what Andy and his team did with that. Andy Pryninger and his team did with that. I wasn't a, it's not that I wasn't a big touring fan to start with, but I was comparing it to the R. That was my, yeah. it's not really fair to the car actually. But then Chris Harris's touring has got a load of miles on it. He's got PS4s on it. And I got to drive that probably six or seven months ago. And it's bloody brilliant. It's just getting better and better with miles. And I thought, right, one day I want to have one of these and that I, I can just daily that.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Interestingly, with the the new one, you can just unbolt the top part of the wing. Okay, I I understand this will mess with aero, but you yeah. can you can take the top part of the wing off, and you just mm. have a little ducktail, a bit like you could with I the saw that. previous yeah. RS.
1: Yeah, so um, that looks nice.
0: Because I've also wondered. I was chatting to someone the other day, like we were trying to work out what would go into converting a nine nine one dot two GT three into a touring. Mm-hmm. Like just taking the wing off and, you know, doing the bits, like what is actually involved because a, d- a normal one with a wing is a lot easier to get hold of.
1: I'm sure. I wonder though if the springs, you know, springs and dampers are the same. I'm sure the, would be interesting to know if they, they've tweaked the engine management and stability. You know, it's it maybe more than just, more than just visual. I don't know. Interesting. interesting I know. don't
0: think the springs and dampers, are. they've said they're the same.
1: Okay, well, and
0: they've said they're the same on the new car. Oh well,
1: there you but, go. yeah, you could you definitely
0: know, do that. They definitely tweak bits here and there.
1: Get a touring RS, get an RS, and take the wing off. Yeah, the big wheels <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the front.
0: Well, I'm tempted to take take the wing off my 997 just for like mm-hmm. a weekend or something, you know? Yeah, but
1: that's what I love about Porsches. It's like the you, the, you know my my 997 GTS is a has mm. their rotiform. I like these wheels they did and and Brian there made me like a one off set of them so I've got center lock wheels and they kind of look like an aero wheel almost a little bit yeah I've got works pipe on it and um, because of Tuttle and all of the the damper work we've done with DLS with XTC mm. I got a set of XTC dampers on it not for performance I mean they're great and the quality of ride's lovely it's just purely because our roads in the UK are such a joke yeah, I wanted something where I wasn't just worried all the time about crashing over things.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's I think I if I was going to do anything to any cars at the moment, it would be a different, a probably a more expensive s- suspension setup. Ideally, with the goal of making the ride better mm-hmm. and more controlled in the UK, because yep. just so many modern cars just kind of either hunt around or bounce about and crash about, and, and, it, and it just stuff. it's just yeah.
1: stressful, isn't it? It's just tiring it's stressful and yeah that was that's why i did that so i think that's what i love about porsches is that you can they can just become an extension of of your personality and what you want from them Mm. i love that you can do that there's so many cool things out there so many people so many people doing amazing things
0: yeah and it's not frowned upon no people don't look at you funny
1: if you change something we discussed this at the beginning of the dls program when we did the mule cars i mean i'd happily have one of the mule cars so literally a nine six four with these rubber wheel arches riveted yeah. onto them and cut just cut underneath. <laughs> if you do that to a Ferrari, there would be uproar. But you do it to a Porsche, everyone's like, "Oh, that's yeah. great! I'll have I'll just have it like that. That's lovely." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah so it's, it's so quite, weird, quite funny. I guess it's and it also comes with things like the mileage and stuff like that. Like old Porsches, the. Just old Porsches. And you're know, like, yeah, they've been driven a lot. Whereas an old Ferrari, people are like, oh, I want it to be driven at 100
1: miles somehow. Mm. They go wrong Just, when you don't drive them. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, massively so. Well, thanks very much for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It was really good fun. Really. No, it's been good.
0: It's been yeah. good to chat.